You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. This week, Pastor Josh continued our series through the Ten Commandments by preaching on the Sixth Command, Do Not Murder. In today's episode, we talk about how God is not just instructing us not to take life, but more importantly, to value and respect life. That said, is the taking of a life ever justified in God's eyes? And is this command only speaking to us about human life? As we move on, we consider Matthew 5, where Jesus says that anyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. So how can we tell when our anger is righteous or unrighteous, healthy or unhealthy? Finally, we discuss what it looks like for us to give and speak life to those around us. We're covering all of this and more today on After the Message. Hey, welcome everybody. Glad you are on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us if you're listening. So, uh, how is everyone? If you're not yeah, listening. Great. How are well, you? I, I know. How are you, bud? I figured, yeah. you know, I'd start something different today. Well, that, that was different. That was, yep. If you're here I, and not listening, just Mike's happy. turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> go, go do something else. <laughs> I feel like everybody's like a little spicy today. Speaking <laughs> of spice, I have a treat for everybody. Oh, all right. Okay, fast, I like a treat. Oh, okay. this makes me nervous. Oh, Chase oh, is going to get us a treat. I what? cannot wait. Wait. Oh, have you been waiting okay. on this? He's going to Oreo, Oreo Thins. Oreo Thins. In real time. podcast. On this podcast. Had these things hiding in the cabinet. Have you ever heard of Serving Girls First? Have you ever heard of that, Chase? I don't know if that's your generation. Yeah, whatever. Throw me, throw me one, Mister. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow! Like so, a parade. Come on. Oh, so oh thanks, hey, Mark. hey! All right, Yay. so, so to those listening, did y'all see the twist commercial on the Super Bowl? The twist commercial? No. Twist it. You got to make a decision. Twist it. I don't think that works with thins. Oh. I'm going to try. So to those though. listening, Chase is right now. He's been passing out. <gasps> Oreo thins it, it to the entire twist. room. So oh, if you gosh. hear, it's a callback to an episode like three months ago right. where we had mm-hmm. a debate about Oreos. Unbelievable! And I've been waiting. And and. And the, and the consensus chewing? was uh-huh. that the thins are better. Oh, they're far well, better. I think Josh and I just said they're that, quality. and no one had really else had tried them. The reason they're better, let me let me argue so you can taste it and understand. When you bite into it, typical Oreos have a, a thicker cookie and about the same amount of, of filling, right? Mm-hmm. And so this has the perfect amount because the thin part isn't necessarily the filling, but it's the cookie. So it's like just a crisp wafer. Kind of yeah, melts on your tongue. But you can't twist it. No, you don't you, need to twist it. The Super Bowl commercial had twist it. If you twist it to the right, you may want to switch. Get decision. you a double stuff or a mega stuff twisted. I love it. Yeah, you're playing the wrong uh, game with these, is, yeah. with these cookies. Sorry about that. But can you hear me crunch? That's what I want to know. Oh, I heard yeah. it loud. Yeah. I do not want to hear you crunch. Uh, Chase, I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. I just twisted it. Thank you, Chase. I, I mean, you can. It's kind of like a biblical principle. <laughs> just because you can pack. doesn't mean you should. I okay. bought another pack like three weeks ago, but I ate them all before it made it to the podcast. <laughs> oh. So this is the second batch. Thanks, Chase. Right. Thanks. I feel like delicious. it didn't take us very long to get off track there. <laughs> so, I don't know. We started on track. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when we were. All second. right. So, uh, Thumbs up. yeah, where were we? We were talking about the Ten Commandments. Um, so this week, uh, Josh, you preached on... Thou shalt not murder. That's right. If you're yep. in the KJV, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I did. I, I realized I just quoted that in KJV. So, um, anyway, hey, before we get into that discussion, uh, just just so everyone knows, uh, I'm Mike Haight, and uh, so we have also in the room 
Mark Evans, yep. Josh Braddy, mm-hmm. Sean Selman, Good morning. Beth Bowman, Loving the Twist, and Chase Hammock, who brought the Oreos yes. today. Thank yeah. you, Chase. So, um, family treat. size. Yeah, so glad you guys are all here, and uh, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion today. So um, it was really a short verse. Um, you know, when we did the scripture reading on Sunday, like that only took a second. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, so although it sounds like a really simple thing, a really, uh, really pretty black and white, you know, mm. um, I think what we discovered, and as we have with a lot of these commandments, is there's a lot of nuance in that. So um, I think there's some technical things, some questions that came to us that we want to try to answer and get into during our discussion. But but before we do all that, Josh, as you prepared, like how how was this for you? Yeah, I mean it's it's fun. So uh, echo what I said last week. Um, this has been one of my most favorite sermon series to preach in a long time because number one, I've never preached it before. Um, I've I've read them really uh, never, and hmm. and I've never actually studied them in depth. Uh, and this has been just a joy to to honestly see the scripture in a new way, uh, or at least in a way that has always been there, but I've never seen it. So new to me way. Um, so yeah, really enjoyable to jump in. And, and of course, you know, like you said, it's, it's two words in the Hebrew, uh, but the, the understanding and implication, dude, it is, uh, we could have gone two hours in the sermon. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I know many people are glad we did it, uh, but we certainly could have. Yeah. So you defined murder, uh, on Sunday as, uh, this is not a direct quote, but, uh, taking, Innocent life unlawfully, right, right. So, um, and so, which I, I think is a great definition. I think it does raise question for people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what qualifies as lawful killing? Then, if there is an unlawful mm-hmm. uh, taking of innocent life, and we should not do that, um, then what is lawful killing. And you even referenced it in your message. You said this is something that every believer should wrestle with. That's right. You know, the idea of war, capital punishment, those sorts of things. So uh, maybe we should spend a couple minutes talking about that. Yeah. What well, we got? What you got, Sean? Uh, well, I was, I was listen, listening to you ask the question, right? And it was like, when we ask that question, it sounds like we're going, okay, how can I kill? Without, like, how can I kill yeah. and it be legal? When and, can and I be so, justified? Um, so I think one of the technical things that definitely we didn't have the time to get into is as we move forward in Exodus and then even over Leviticus, Deuteronomy, where God, we got to remember, God doesn't just give them 10, these 10 words. Right. He then begins to expound on that and explain it of how that that takes place or how that plays out in society and as they govern themselves and as they, they live life together. So there are some, there's, there are some moments later in scripture that clarify um, different situations, circumstances Mm -hmm. that help the people understand, well, if, if these things happen, Mm -hmm. right. Um, I still think it's, it's just kind of odd that I don't think God's intent was to right. have the people right. go down the road of going, okay, how can, how can I murder? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and right. so, um, and so instead, I think one of the things that draws back to, and I think we'll probably get there more at the end of the podcast, was why why did God give them these laws? Mm-hmm. And right. it was so it was so they might be a kingdom of priests. Mm-hmm. Like always, hold that intention. Like how how is God leading these people to live a life that is going to put Him on display? in the place that they're going. Yeah. Number two is he's about to come dwell with them. And so he's saying in order to dwell with me, 
literally, you you have to be without sin. Right. And so, which then I think is going to lead us toward the end of Ten Commandments is that the fact is none of us are without sin. Right. And yeah. so, um, so the law is the law is pointing up our sinfulness, not just the technicalities and the morality and. How do I do this? Right. Um, but it's it's there for a deeper purpose. So yeah. But, but in that the tension get... that we live in, and I, I remember this yeah. particularly as a teenager growing up in church. So I'm very thankful to have a family who put me in church, whether I wanted mm-hmm. to go or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So so to have grandparents and and really my mom and dad too on some level, like if church was going to happen, you had to be there. And at New Palestine, which is where I grew up, and also had a chance to pastor at some point. Um, we were a church who who we talked about the law a lot. Uh, it was born out of a missionary, like landmark missionary Baptist church that kind of morphed into a Southern Baptist church. And if you know what that is, then you can maybe feel the tension that I'm about to explain. But if you don't know what that is, let me let me kind of paint a picture. There's this picture of we know that sin is bad, so don't do sin. Although we live in a way that it's not necessarily about God's glory or goodness or being invited into a relationship mm. or a, a kingdom advancement, our goal, and this isn't right, but this is how I grew up, our goal is to not sin. Like that that's just the goal. Mm. And so as I live life, I'm not looking at these commands in a way, or I'm not looking at God's law or even the Bible as a whole as a way to live abundant life that Jesus invites mm. us into. I'm looking at it as, okay, here's the line. How close am I going to get to that line? How close can I get to that line? And if I've crossed that line, what do I have to do to get back on the right side of that line? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exhausting. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally exhausting. Right. Absolutely. And, but that's how a lot of people grow up in, um, I think, well-meaning, but sometimes overly religious and not necessarily grace-filled churches. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But that's, that's kind of my, my story in that. So I feel that when you explained yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's the nature of... Uh, a legalist, mm-hmm. but they want to know, and, and sometimes it's <laughs> it's as positive as it can be. But they just don't want to mess up, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And they, they and love so and honor I God. lived my life just making sure I don't mess up. So right. if there's a blurry line, which like it sounds like here, where murder is defined this way, well, that stresses me out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as a teenager, yeah, as a legalist minded person, I'm thinking, oh, you just blurred the line for me. Somebody give me clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it's only don't murder, if that's only defined as being uh, breaking the law, right. killing, then yeah. okay, yeah. what about the other stuff? And so, so that would cause stress in me. It, and I think so, that's where some people felt yesterday well, is we just all of a sudden don't have clarity anymore. Right. What, what comes to mind is is when we think about the law and legalism, where we when we get there. Our obedience comes out of self-preservation instead mm-hmm. of glory of God. That's right. That's that's yes. really that's exactly yeah. right. That's, that's so really well what it's so. And I, and I think He's you know, so smart. I think you. So it's smart. helpful to to kind of go back and recognize the context, which I think you you've kind of done here, Sean. Is you know, so these these ten commandments were given uh, because God's people were being brought out of Egypt, and so. Um, it's, it's, again, it's to make them a, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, a, a nation that's set apart, right? Mm-hmm. It's different than the other nations around them. And so, uh, you know, I think bef- before, when we were talking before we recorded, you mentioned how, how Egypt didn't value life. Oh, yeah. So and, it sets up – so the commandments don't just paint a picture of who the people are supposed to be. It also gives the people a picture of who God is, Right. right? right. And so in this, they're coming out of a culture where the gods saw humanity as disposable, mm. 
right? That they did not value the life of humanity. It was they were there for for the gods to use and to be appeased by, and so they saw them as disposable and literally worthless, mm-hmm. right? So now you have a group of people that's that's following a god who sees people and humanity as redeemable, mm-hmm. and and he wants to love them and he wants to value their life, and so you have the shift in what the people have known as gods, he's now shifting their focus to, I'm, I'm a God of different character. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have different attributes than the, than the gods that you knew and served Mm -hmm. in Egypt. And so there's that piece of getting Egypt out of them. Okay. So then if our default is to value life, should be to value life, then back to the original question, um, then how should we look at as believers um, things like capital punishment or uh, war, you know, where, where you know, the, the law justifies killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a first go at it. So, again, if, if you were here on Sunday, uh, I made the point that this is not speaking to those things. Um, there, there are other places in Scripture that do speak to those things um, where, where I do believe that we see that there are instances where there are just killings there are righteous takings of life but don't don't hear that as celebrated um, mm-hmm. I think for us mm-hmm. as, as as God people as, as Christians as followers of Jesus Christ that even if even if there is this this and again I, I think John Piper did a great study on capital punishment so if you want to go and, and look that up um, he would say that the reason that we don't do judge jury execution all in a few minutes is because that's not honoring to the Lord, um, that the Lord is honored in his opinion through a just trial, um, through a jury that deliberates uh, honestly and, and and really over a long time to make a decision that is rightly about this person's life or this person's right. Never taken lightly. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. And so even still, even still, if you get to the end and, and you know, let's use an illustration of a very open and shut case, like this person murdered a person in cold blood, therefore their life is going to end because they, they, they committed this crime and this is going to be the punishment for that crime. I don't think for the believer, our heart should ever celebrate even still that person's life ending because we believe that no matter who they are or what they've done, they still bear the image of our God. Mm. And, And so in that, so when we see it in war, I don't think we should ever celebrate war. Um, I understand it. I understand that it is a necessary, um, I won't say evil, uh, it is a necessary thing on this side of eternity. But we have scriptures that say one day we're going to take the spears and we're going to beat them into plowshares. So so they're no longer going to be for killing people. It's going to be for growing things. It's going to be for bringing life where they used to be for taking life. Mm. And so we, we can't, we long for that day. That's going to be a great day. But as we live on this side of this broken world, there are going to be some times when there's some necessary things. But even still as Christians, I don't think we celebrate. Like even right now what we see in our world, if you see on the news uh, a country going into another country, no matter if it's ours or theirs or whatever, when life is being taken, the image of God is continuing to be marred. Uh That's why when we get to the end of Revelation, when Jesus comes back, there will be no more death. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more tears. There will be no more war because in that moment, Jesus makes all the, the sad things come untrue to quote uh, the Jesus storybook Bible. But that's, that's how I would approach it. I, I do think it's right and maybe necessary, 
but I don't think it's I, celebrated. Yeah, I like I like the word necessary, right? So, so in in giving of the law too, God is God is in essence trying to bring order right to a group of people, um, a, a civilization, right? And so he's he's bringing order to how they might conduct themselves in a new culture in right. an, in a in a new place how they might govern themselves so he's bringing about order out of what could be chaos right, right. and so um, I, I think another question that may be asked is what about when god orders them to go into the land and literally wipe out yeah. right. uh, groups of people um, and i remember a thing that was helpful to me i can't remember where i heard this but if you roll back to the promise of abraham in Genesis 15, where he he talks to Abraham about his descendants, and he reminds Abraham that they're actually going to be taken into Egypt, and they're going to be there for an extended period of time, and that 400 years were going to pass because the the iniquity, I think he says the iniquity of the Amorites are not yet mm-hmm. complete. In other words, God in his grace, he could just step in and wipe out the Amorites sure. because, because there are people that's not giving him glory. They, they are set against him. Mm. They are, they are people that are following their own way. They're serving other gods. He displays incredible grace and mercy for hundreds of years. And you have a people that, that doesn't, the, they don't turn, right. they, they mm-hmm. don't repent. They don't turn their, their hearts toward him. And so therefore he, he does not get glory. And so right. therefore he brings judgment through his people to that group of people that they're going into the land of Canaan. Right. And so we don't need to miss out on the grace that God showed for hundreds of years. Absolutely. Um, in light of what's about to happen as the Israelites go into the land mm. of Canaan. Mm-hmm. So mm. don't forget that. It's a good word. It's good. Mm. So, uh, so another, another question, and, and this may not, uh, Everyone may not be thinking this, but I think it's worth bringing up. Uh, so, because we live in a, particularly here in Mississippi, we live in a place where there are a lot of hunters, right? So, this is speaking specifically. Oh, oh boy, to coming at you, Mark. Human life, not <laughs> animal life, or is it, Mark? I uh, do not believe this is speaking to animal life. I think it is specifically toward the taking of human life as image bearers. Hmm. Of that's who God is. That is correct. Mm-hmm. But as a hunter, as as a fellow uh, concern conservationist, I just yes. start meddling now. Right? Yes, <laughs> we we shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Kill animals um, just indiscriminately. That's right. Flippantly. Yeah. yeah. Would Would we agree? Yeah. But I, what would What would be your argument? So, like, let's say let Let's put our kids on the line and say, uh, Mary Joy, who's seven, and Mary Joy has got a BB gun. She doesn't. I wouldn't trust her with a BB gun. <laughs> uh, but let's say she did have a BB gun at seven and she walks outside and there are oh, there, going there, Mark. there are birds he's and there worse. are critters. And and so for her, she has a chance to shoot at a target or she has a chance to shoot at a created being, uh, yeah. creature. What what would be the argument to say, he went there. what would you choose to aim at and pull the trigger on? I think yeah. Genesis makes me think stewardship. Tell, mm. Speak more. Come on. That's well, because, so good. <clears throat> because we, they're provided to us as a blessing, as a tool, uh-huh. as a benefit for our livelihood. I, and marksmanship is not necessarily yeah. yes. rolled into that. Right. So to, yeah. to sustain life, you to kill s- to, to sustain to, life. Well, that, to, if you, you could argue well, that in 
conservationism uh, right. that that you, yeah. you you call to grow, but that, that's not here. Uh, I would right. say even still, even though the the point that you were asking, I'm, I'm tongue in cheek at Mark, um, is does this a word. does this speak to animal life? It does not. This is speaking right. primarily that's to right. human life because men and women are created in the image of God. Animals are not. Uh, they are created for the glory of God, but not in the image of God. Yeah, come on. Uh, and so I believe that whenever we just uh, indiscriminately take the lives even of animals um, with, without a purpose of sustaining and feeding our family. So yeah. there's a rule in our house um, that we will not we, – we will aim not to take a life of, of an animal unless we plan to eat it, uh, unless it plans to you know to – give its life for, for our good and our betterment. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that, that's kind of always been our rule. I wish I could say I did that as a kid. That's not how I was right. brought up. Um, but, I, you know, there, there's just something too. God created this. Mm-hmm. And, right. and when we say the heavens declare his glory and you can look at creation and mm-hmm. see his glory, it's hard for me to aim, aim a gun at an animal I'm not going to, to, to use to sustain me or my family and mm-hmm. say, you know what, creation, you're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I find mm-hmm. a, a tension there. But that's not in view here. Uh, but I, that's fun just to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. I can't wait for <laughs> conversation tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. So, so there are a lot of people who who look at this commandment and they say, "Hey, okay, I'm good here. Like, I, I don't. I've never murdered anyone. Mm-hmm. I've never killed any. So, I'm 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 doing all right." Um, but Sunday, you you took it a little further and you said, like, you related this to even anger, right? Um. And so I think a question that came in to us from a listener uh, was, um, so what are some tips to help us examine our hearts as to whether or not the anger we feel is righteous or unrighteous, healthy or unhealthy? Mm. So, Hey, before you answer that, can I qualify something I didn't say? So it's sure. hard to yes. qualify this that. So let me after, add something. After the this is message. after the message. After after the message. <laughs> so if if I had a chance to do it over, I would have spent some time because it was in my notes. But I think at that time I was, I, I'm not tied to my notes. You were riffing. I was riffing. Uh, I was riffing, uh, and I felt good about it uh, until I got to the end. And what potentially you could have heard is all anger is sinful mm-hmm. and equal to murder. Mm. Um, well, if you you follow that out, and if you ever read the New Testament, well, Jesus. Uh-huh. Was angry, mm. um, and and so if that's true, then he sinned equally to murder, which we know Jesus is sinless. Uh, and so that being said, we know that all anger is not sinful. Yet there are uh, certain types, and I would say many types of anger that can can lead us there. So where we find ourselves angry, there's a just anger and an unjust anger. Uh-huh. Uh, the the just anger is an anger that burns from the Lord. Um, and I think this is where your question is going to come into view, mm-hmm. because sometimes we want to think that our anger is the Lord's anger, mm-hmm. and it, it not, it's not necessarily the same thing. Uh, but we want it to be because it makes us feel better about the anger that we have. But just to clarify, not all anger, like like there is a righteous anger. There's a there's an anger that you can feel when injustice is done, and I believe that's righteous. But maybe what we do with that then mm-hmm. can turn us into an unrighteous act born mm. out of a righteous anger. Mm. Uh, but w- with that, yeah. it's... And, that's and good. Wouldn't it also be what is the object of the anger? That's exactly right. Right. I mean, if if we are life givers yep. and we, are, uh, we love image bearers and we see unjust behavior from an individual, that person's still an image bearer. That, that person still... Uh, deserves, not deserves, uh, should be given grace and mercy just like we have been given grace and mercy. Right. But we can be 
very angry about the unjust behavior. Yes. So my question then is, is it unjust or unrighteous to be angry at a person or just at the behavior? That's hmm. a great question. I would say you could be angry at a person, but I, I think what do you do with that anger? Yeah, I think whatever whatever is born out of that anger. So I think if if there's an anger, right? So let let's use um, I don't know somebody cut you off in traffic. Um, I, I think that there there could be a feeling like um, we could do an emotive anger, right? So something that wells up in you. Oh, I can't believe they did that. Um, if in that moment that you take that and you confess that to the Lord and you pray and, right. and you say, Lord, bless that person. Like, I think that's different than, man, I can't wait to get up in front of them. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to slam on the brakes in front of them. I'm going I'm to show them who I am. Well, wow, that's pretty specific, Josh. I like, know. It's not like that's ever happened. This is, you know, a friend. We've all heard our wife we're, say it. She's like, do you think you're doing any good? Yeah. Do you what think are you gonna they're do? really going to change their behavior because... My favorite yeah. thing, my wife says, you're the pastor at Broadmoor. What if they actually want to take that on? I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. It's <laughs> funny. But yeah, so but I, take I think it, there take is... Take it to a, a yeah. different level, though. Let's say someone harms your child. Yeah. All right, so I, I'm going to be angry at whoever did that yeah hmm. but is there a man what do you do with hmm. that so that that's still god honoring yeah because you're not talking about somebody cutting you off in traffic all right so can we bring the two together in anger and murder because if, if we're going to use that illustration let's make it messy and most heartfelt okay what if somebody is in the act of really hurting your child and you take their life like mm. physically, not not just in your heart. You've been mad at them, and you take so in the moment. In the moment, in the moment. Yeah. they are threatening the your child's life or your wife's life or, or your like whatever whatever that is. And you look at them, and you decide in that moment, I love. I'm I'm going to protect my kid at all cost. I'm going to protect my wife at all cost, and that is going to mean your life is going to end. What do we do there? Now let me tell you the difference where where I believe. Now again, we're riffing here. Completely riffing, so you push back. Word. I do not know the word. Uh, riffing. riffing means like we're just kind of coming up with it on the fly. No oh, notes. We're not tied to anything. It's my life. There you go. I riff. You riff. You riff and you bundle. <laughs> <laughs> no, what batch? batch? You riff and you batch. I batch. Yeah, yeah. I'm a batcher. Right. So let, let's say this. I think it is different, and this you could say, Josh, that is completely wrong. So this is not biblical, okay? At least in, in chapter and verse, but I do think it is, and and the the thing. If somebody's actively like in the moment hurting my kid, like 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 trying to take their life, and I take their life, I think that is necessary and just, although not celebrated. Mm. Mm. I think if somebody has hurt my kid, it, it, and I, I don't mean hurt their feelings, like said something bad about them. Don't like I'm let let, let your mind go right and. Somebody has hurt my kid, and we're removed with time and space. And I've gone home, and I've thought about it, and I'm sitting there just ruminating on it. And then I think, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to get my pistol, and I'm going in my truck. And then I go and enact my version of justice there. Uh-huh. I think those two are totally different sure. things. Mm-hmm. That's right. Two totally different things. But that, that's my opinion. Uh, and you know, there, there's part of it that we know what the law says. It, it literally says never kill. That that's the 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 wording there. So so, although we we defined kill or we defined murder, the two words in the Hebrew is is never kill. Don't 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 do it. Nope. That that should be our goal. Don't take a life. Be, uh-huh. As Christians, we are givers of life, not takers of life. But there's part of this Christian life that at some point I think I'm going to stand before God one day and give an account, and it's in one of those places. And this is just me being honest again, maybe more as a dad than a pastor. 
I'm, I'm willing to sit before the father and, and give an account for protecting my kids and protecting mm. my wife. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I, I'm yeah. not saying that's right. And I, I don't, I think that would forever affect me and, it, and mm. of course forever affect sure. them and, and everybody involved. And that's not, that's not the goal. We never want to jump there. But if, like, if we're just honest, yeah. That, yeah. that's where. Well, back it go. down one and let's take murder out of it. And let's just say someone does something or hurts my child. We're years removed. Mm. I would say, in alignment with this passage and in alignment with God's character, the healthiest place and the most God-honoring place is even in that scenario to move beyond anger toward that person yeah. to a place of forgiveness, which you're unable to do unless you understand the forgiveness that he has given you and the grace. Right. So you being able to forgive and love that person, even though they've done damage, is a celebration and a growth based on this passage. Right. And based on what you were teaching of, it's more than just murder. It's anger in your heart. And I I think what that anger reveals about us is is pretty significant of where Mm -hmm. we are and what we're moving toward and growing toward as we mature in Christ to a place of forgiveness for them. Absolutely. And and to take those situations out of it, because I think sometimes our actions, when we're called on to protect our kids— Mm-hmm. Um, that those can be the word's not justified, but I think we can look back on it and say, "Well, this this sense. is what I had to do. It makes right. sense." But um, there's a heart issue that the Lord just revealed to me when as Josh was preaching Sunday, and we talked about the fact: do not murder starts in your heart. And right. and what have I done? Oh, I can check that box off. I've never murdered anybody, of course. But have I done that with their reputation? Have mm. I done that with others um, in regards to their work? First Peter 2, 1 says this, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and deceit, envy and slander of every kind. And those are hard issues, all of those. That's right. And so that might not murder someone, but I can discourage them. I can defeat them. I can make them feel as if they're not worth anything just with my words. Mm. Right. And that's taking that commandment and, and applying it to 2023 at my house. Yeah, Ouch. Yeah, right. Sunday was an ouch for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. I, I think even you know in the context of your message, Josh, you you brought us to uh, to John ten ten, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? And so you know the thief comes only to steal to steal and kill and destroy. And I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And so you know again, I, I think something if we can spend our last few minutes talking about this. Maybe um, you know, so if the enemy comes to still to still steal. Still, <laughs> steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes to give a life. So, and, and we are to be uh-huh. life givers. Life givers. We're to be the representatives of Jesus with on this words, earth. With our right. actions. Um, what does it look our- like? Uh, what would it look like for us to give life to others uh-huh. and not take it? Not be takers. For me, like, it looks not, like not be life suckers. Th- right. Uh-huh. Being a verbal person, you can go either way. For me, but being a giver of life means to. Give those words of encouragement That's to right. those in my world. Um, and it's way more than out of boy or out of girl. Those are easy. But to really speak um, truth and life in the people who are around me and um, to affirm them and their gifts and what they're doing, that that's that's a calling I have. Mm-hmm. But I can easily ignore that. And I think you, you just talked about the people who are around you, and that's definitely a great example. But what about the people who have wronged you? Yes, that's and hard. It, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah but I think uh, you are exactly right. That's way harder. Um, 
so let, let's take some Ill- – we'll use certainly examples that aren't with names attached to them. But real-life examples that, that sometimes if, if there has been harm done, more than likely there's, there's a volatility to that mm-hmm. relationship on mm-hmm. some level. And so it may not be the best thing mm-hmm. for you to go up to them and say, you know what, I've – I want you to turn over a new leaf. I've turned over a new leaf. So let's engage this conversation right. again because more than likely it's still going to be volatile. Mm-hmm. And so where this is a heart issue and I think where our heart is the most uh, transparent is when we pray. Mm. And so I believe long before you go to them and, and you use actual words to them um, that we use our heart to the Father and our, our minds to the Father. And so uh, I would encourage that if, if we are going to be givers of life and speakers of life, that we begin with the, the prayer closet uh-huh. um, long before we ever get to Absolutely. to that moment. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I would I would start by praying for mm-hmm. for those those people and, and begging God to to restore that relationship. And so when that moment comes, that that hopefully supernaturally the Spirit leads in a way that that volatility is mm-hmm. is dissipated. Mm-hmm. And that you're filled with the Spirit in such a way that you can speak life right, yeah. and truth and hope. And, and mean integrity. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a Jesus juke here. Oh. Do it. But that's okay. Uh-oh. Come on. But, but as a as you need a another think, Oreo? I think so. <laughs> um, I, I do think, like, our goal is to be an image bearer, right? Sanctification is leading us to be more like Christ, Right. If I, if I take those two things and just play it all the way out, the goal would be that we would become like our father in heaven mm-hmm. whose son was murdered. Oh. Um, and yet he offers forgiveness and redemption to oh. those who do so now. To I those who do so what? D- that, that murdered him. like. But not blanket forgiveness. No, that's right. They had that, to repent they and had be to broken repent. over it. That's right. Okay, so... So that, but as a, as someone who's responded to that, my goal is to become that, right? right? But I think it also points up in me that I'm not that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that, that's the thing that I think is the core of the law is to show us that the the ideal, the perfect, the, the holy, the, the righteous one is God himself and we are not, Mm. and we need him. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, so in, in doing so as a believer, uh, I'm submitting in prayer and as I'm walking with Christ, I'm submitting my life, even in the hard things right? so that he might do the work because left into ourselves, we're, we're going to pursue our own desires, our own passions, Uh our own feelings. Um, and that's hard. Like, and none of, none of us are good at it. That's right. right. And so, so we're, we're not God. And, uh, but yet he is the one who has shown us how to mm-hmm. give life. Um, and so to pursue through words, encouragement, through grace, mercy, mm-hmm. forgiveness, when we, when we do any of those things, we're allowing the world to see just a glimpse. We're not just a glimpse of who the father is. And so anyway, that's no, just I, what I think, come to dude, mind. I think so, that's absolutely great because Mike asked a question. I don't know if we necessarily answered maybe some some practical helps and tells. Um, and I think where I feel attention, and I know where we live, kind of a religious, deep south, Bible belt state, uh, we, we like to believe that God is just as infuriated uh-huh. at what happened to us as we are. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we'll, we'll scribe 
our anger to well God 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 would be angry too so we're both angry at you and, and so we feel yeah. just uh-huh. in our actions our anger whatever it would be but I think you 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 certainly bring up a great uh, point and truth that that the scripture is is how we see God that's how we know him right um, that that's how we we know God the most purely and so Mike asked a question how how do we practically navigate the anger that comes up to make sure to, to decide mm-hmm. is it righteous or unrighteous right if it is righteous then how do we righteously walk to to move out of that anger and then if it is unrighteous then how do we do that mm-hmm. and I would say it's got to be tied to the word mm-hmm. and to people yeah right so right. I think it was a few weeks ago or, or Maybe but even in this conversation, uh, but but we had talked about confession, right? So where we ended yesterday, uh, we ended with with First John one, uh, and it says if we if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, mm-hmm. and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He, that being God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. So there's a confession to the Father mm-hmm. that we have sin forgiven and 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 unrighteousness cleansed out of our soul. But then if you go to James, there's a confession to one another that is going to bring healing to us, mm-hmm. right? So so confession to the Father that brings forgiveness and confession to one another that brings healing. And I think both of those are in view Important. here. Yep. Because if we are working through this anger, when people say, I don't need the church. No, you need the church because here's why. If you, if you don't have... Christian people, if you don't have bro- guys, if you don't have brothers in your life, girls, if you don't have sisters in your life who are walking alongside mm-hmm. you and you've allowed them the privilege to to speak in and to see into your life and and, and you to them, then what will happen is that's the danger zone for thinking that, that God agrees everything you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your anger is his anger, your actions are his actions, yep. and nobody's ever there to hold you accountable and nobody's ever there to call you on your stuff. That's right. And so we need both the mm-hmm. church, we, we, we need that brother and sister that's going to, to heal us in our mm-hmm. actions as we move forward. That's right. But we also confess our sins to God. I think for us where we live, we like to confess to God and leave <laughs> the people out. Mm-hmm. We need both because scripture is clear that that is how we're going to navigate these messy things of life. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's good. That's good. I think that's a uh, that's a great way to wrap up today. Um, and uh, as always, great discussion. I mean, thank you for, mm-hmm. for contributing. Uh, so this next week, uh, we've got four more weeks in the Ten Commandments. And uh, this next week, we're talking about don't commit adultery. So, yes. Um, yeah. What was Beth that? Is... Number seven. Number seven. Number seven. I was just. <laughs> How I... would you best remember that, Beth? If, oh, if we're do, moving no, forward. no. Thomas Lister does it best. Thomas Lister. Thomas really Lister. Does. Does. Oh, is there a thing? That... Yeah. Okay. So you hold up seven fingers. Yes. Five you on one hand, two on, two on the two other. Two on the other. Good. Uh-huh. And you take these two fingers and you put it behind your back. Yes. And the way I've taught children before. Two people who are not married to each other should not be going off alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't commit That's adultery. a silly thing, but it has to remember. But Thomas has the Ten Commandments that he does. It's, it's really great. Parents, uh, look at it. It's on it's the like, internet somewhere. Oh. Like, what are you doing? I can't. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it is. It's something about. But it's like, just silly ways. He, to he, learn I think them. he did use the scissors. Like you shouldn't come between. It's like Dave Pouillet. Like yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I can't remember. But anyway, interesting. Well, <laughs> well, we're gonna find out. We'll talk about it all next week. So, <laughs> so. Uh, Hey, uh, thanks for listening today. And uh, for you guys, thanks for thanks for being in the room. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Great job, okay. buddy. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you too. Let's get some Oreo thins. Mm. Yes, let's do. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe. 
To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.